Greetings. I am Nidhi, a family doctor. Having practiced in a variety of settings, different countries, rural and urban environments has given me the privilege of caring for many patients and sharing important moments of their lives. This podcast tells us of the lessons learned from these stories, the thoughts provoked, emotions generated, as well as a hope that I can create an understanding of actions and lead a path towards kindness. We are in the midst of a pandemic. There are many unknowns. And while science is working hard to find answers, we need to learn from each other. Here is an experience that shares many lessons. A family heals together. Our family story starts in March of 2020. The pandemic was escalating fast. Work and school went remote. People were hoarding toilet paper and Tom Hanks had announced he had tested positive for COVID. Everything at that point felt uncertain. Unsure of how long the lockdown would last, we followed the stay-at-home orders with the hope that the pandemic would end soon. Like everyone else, we baked banana bread, pinched Netflix, and doom-scrolled on our phones as we watched the events of 2020 unfold. We were nervous about the virus and took it seriously. We thought we were doing everything right. Then, a typical Friday night in March led to one of the most difficult periods our family had ever faced. We had ordered takeout for dinner, and I decided to step out for an evening walk. I started feeling chills and body aches when I got home, so I texted a physician friend who advised me to quarantine immediately. I set myself up in the guest bedroom and began to isolate. I developed a mild fever and lost my sense of smell. Tests were scarce and my physician was treating me as presumed COVID. Two days later, my husband knocked on my door to tell me that he was experiencing similar symptoms. I started feeling better by the end of the week and assumed his experience would be the same. At first, my husband's symptoms did in fact look like mine. The doctor said that in most cases, the symptoms last one to two weeks, but we were well into the second week and still no sign of the fever breaking. He had gotten progressively worse. He had trouble breathing and talking and had become extremely sensitive to sound. My husband, a normal, healthy and engaged person, was just lying on his back in his pajamas, staring at the ceiling. Nights were the toughest. He couldn't sleep. His entire body hurt to the bones and he alternated between chills and sweats. We needed an oximeter, but they were nowhere to be found. Thankfully, a friend was able to find a lone one 50 miles away. As we saw his oxygen levels trending downwards, I had a sinking feeling that this was not heading in a good direction. Nothing in my past experiences had primed me for this. Outwardly, I was calm, but my mind was constantly racing and trying to figure out how to help my family. My body still hurt, but I wasn't thinking about that. My husband was sicker and he needed me. The kids started isolating in their rooms 
though we found out later through antibody tests that they had been infected too and must have been asymptomatic. His doctor and I discussed taking him to the ER. As he continued to get worse, we knew what needed to be done. So I packed a bag with his essentials and drove him to the hospital. My husband assured me optimistically that he would be back in a day or two. The ER parking lot was eerily empty. A nurse dressed in head-to-toe PPE came by, told me to stay in the car, and just walked off across the parking lot with my husband slowly trailing behind. This moment has become a memory that I will remember forever. No goodbye or hugs, or even a doctor assuring me that they'll take good care of him and that I should go home and rest. I wasn't expecting that. I stayed in the parking lot for some time as my whole body had gone numb and was in shock. I was even angry at the hospital for not letting me be with him. I knew the restrictions were in place because the medical community was still trying to figure this virus out. But at that moment, I couldn't help my anger. By the next morning, he was on oxygen. As his condition worsened, his doctor asked him to prone as much as possible, saying that it could keep him from being put on a ventilator and could very well be the one thing that saved his life. My husband being the calm and objective one, very matter-of-factly followed those instructions. We were not allowed to visit and only got periodic updates, but we couldn't just sit around and wait. We had to do something. We had to stay informed, be optimistic and engaged. My brothers created spreadsheets to monitor his daily markers. His sister and my friends checked in on us regularly to keep us in positive spirits. Another friend mobilized a group of neighbors who prayed for him every evening. Calm was being replaced by fear. My husband insisted I only call once a day for updates. He knew that the rest of us at home were incredibly anxious and worried, but was also seeing how overwhelmed the nurses and doctors were. My husband returned home on the ninth day, but we knew it was going to be hard to go back to life as normal. This whole experience has shaken us as a family to this day. We have become almost militant in the way we enforce COVID precautions. While reinfections are reportedly extremely rare, we are terrified of what another infection could mean for us. Our anxiety has become so deeply embedded within us that it is sometimes hard to imagine a life where we can socialize with others outside of our home. With this anxiety also comes loneliness, but we put up with it because we know the toll this virus can take. We often get frustrated when we hear of people having large gatherings or disregarding precautions. It can be easy to feel detached from the virus when it has not hit your home. My daughter has already received the first dose of the vaccine and the rest of us plan to take it as soon as we are eligible. The vaccine to us is a symbol of hope. We know that even with the vaccine, it will take time for us to return to normal. But it restores a sense of optimism, knowing that the end of this pandemic is on the horizon. We have welcomed 2021 with a new attitude, 
ready to return to the normal that we lost in 2020. If this last year showed us anything, it's that we all need to work together to fight this virus. For now, it is a time to reflect and a time to think of those we have lost. So what we didn't take a vacation, have a graduation or a birthday celebration? So what we didn't go to a Black Friday sale or catch a game at Fenway? But we're still here and that's big.